Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 77, She's the Man. Hello, Kristen. What's up? <laughs> Hello, Hallie. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, hi. And hello, listeners. She's the Man is a 2006 American romantic comedy teen sports film. It was directed by Andy Fickman and written by Ewan Leslie, who came up with the story, and the screenwriting team of Karen McCullough Lutz and Kirsten Smith, who also wrote 10 Things I Hate About You, Legally Blonde, and Ella Enchanted, among other films. So they're quite the team. They are. It was inspired by William Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, which is one of the comedies I'm not familiar with, because while I was tangentially related to the English majors in college, I don't really know anything about classic literature. God. I can do the Hamlet soliloquy, though. I thought you had an English major. I do. I have a master's in English, actually. But... And yet you don't know this? Imposter. I don't know Twelfth Night. I know... Imposter. I know Julius Caesar and Hamlet. And a little bit of Othello. Merchant of Venice. Never read it. It's one of the actually good Shakespeare stories. (laughs) So many of them aren't. You're saying She's the Man is not one of the good Shakespeare stories? I didn't actually read that Shakespeare story, but She's the Man is a frickin' gem. (laughs) Well. I'm sure you agree, David. You love rom-coms. I... I don't. Uh, she's the man. Stars Amanda Bynes, to it. No. Laura Ramsey, Still. Vinnie Jones, David Cross, and Channing Tatum in one of his first big film roles. Amanda Bynes apparently fought really hard to get Channing Tatum in the role, saying, quote, he'd just done a Mountain Dew commercial, and I was like, this guy's a star. Every girl will love him. <laughs> but the producers were right, like, though. yeah. Yeah, she was. The producers apparently were like, he's so much older than all of you. And Amanda Bynes said, it doesn't matter. And it didn't. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like 26 when this movie he came out. He was. Yeah. Which is a little old for a high school student, but. Okay, but at the time, that was like common practice. I, I'm yeah. so impressed and like happily, pleasantly surprised when I see high school things now and they cast high schoolers because I'm like, oh, look at you. You're not doing the thing that like Glee did where they were like 30 playing like <laughs> an 18 year old. So I feel like at the time this was, you know, common. Yep. Yeah. I'm fine with it. It's a movie. Yeah, it was fine. Like I didn't look at Channing Tatum and be like he looks so old. Like, I don't no, know. No, he didn't. And it is nice, because my friend and I were watching um, some other show a couple months ago that had someone who was playing a high schooler, and we, like, presumed that the actor was older, and we were like, oh, he's attractive. And then we both had to pause and be like, wait, wait, we have to Google his age. And then we Before did, we and it was fine. <laughs> he was Just 24. so everybody knows. It's okay. But um, it's, that, that's, that's, like... Back then, you probably didn't have to panic about that at all because you're like, Psh, they never cast actual high schoolers as a high schooler, but now they do. And it just complicates everything for the rest of us. You know, that, that age-appropriate casting. 
<laughs> I'm also, I feel like this comes off as like very creepy to be like, oh, now I have to Google the ages of these actors to make sure I can think they're attractive. I'm coming off real bad here, David. Cut this whole part. I won't. Oh, oh, wait, never mind. I have something to say at the end when we're done recording. <laughs> okay. That sounds ominous. It's when we're not. done recording. Uh, she's the man was shot on a 20 to $25 million budget and earned over $57 million worldwide. Critics were not very kind to good old She's the Man, though, <laughs> with a 43% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an what? average rating of, of 5.1 out of 10. That's upsetting, and I am hurt. The consensus on Rotten Tomatoes states that, quote, Shakespeare's wit gets lost in translation with She's the Man's broad slapstick, predictable jokes, and unconvincing plotline. Though Roger Ebert did write about Amanda Bynes that, quote, let us say that she is sunny and plucky and somehow finds to play her impossible role without clearing her throat more than six or eight times. More importantly, we like her. I liked Amanda Bynes. We do like her. We do like Amanda Bynes. Yeah. We do like Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And we like She's the Man. Audiences, however, tended to be a little bit more generous. It has a B-plus audience grade on CinemaScore and a 6.3 on IMDb, which is not great, but it's better than a 5. That's true. It is better than a 5. I bet you don't even give this a 5, David. Do you give this like a 4, a 3? It, we'll get to it. Uh, She's the Man did, however, win two Teen teen Choice Awards for Choice Movie, colon, Comedy, and for Channing Tatum in the category Choice Movie Actor, colon, Breakout, as well as a Kids' Choice Award for Amanda Bynes as the favorite female movie star. So there you go. Award winning. Award winning. And a Teen Choice Award. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, two of them. And I mean that. Two of them. I could probably win an Oscar and be like, okay, cool, but I could win a Teen Choice Award and be like, oh my god, they gave me a surfboard. <laughs> the teens! The, the teens, teens like me! They gave me a oh, surfboard! God. Same with like a uh, Kids Choice Award, I would probably cry to, like if I received an orange blimp. Yeah. 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 It means a lot. It does! Yeah. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, She's the Man is the story of Viola Hastings a teen soccer phenom with a problem. Not enough other girls want to play soccer at Cornwall High, so the team gets cut. While her teen brother, her twin brother, they're both teens, but her twin brother, Sebastian, is supposed to start school soon at Illyria Academy, an elite boarding school and Cornwall's rival, Viola sees her opportunity. I've pronounced her name two different ways because I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Her opportunity is she'll just impersonate Sebastian, who has skipped the country anyway to tour with his band, make it onto Illyria's soccer team, and beat Cornwall in the big game to show that girls are good enough to play on the boys' soccer team as well. Everything goes well, until she starts to fall in love with her slash Sebastian's roommate, Duke Orsino, while Duke's crush Olivia falls hard for Sebastian slash Viola. Also, she only makes second string, and the game is in two weeks. A weirdo principle, some small talk about cheese, and a bad sun allergy. It's She's the Man. The sun allergy line is so good, though. Like, 
I just like the delivery. Like, I'm allergic to the sun. I think Amanda Come Bynes on, does David. have very good delivery. I think even when the lines are like, eh, like Amanda's given it her all. She is. You know. She what do you mean when the lines are like, eh, incredible writing? <laughs> <laughs> like, when, I feel like um, every time we watch a rom-com or any sort of movie that you guys know I like and I'm not there to watch it with you guys, I feel like all you do is sit there and be like, God, this is really what she chooses to put on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like She's the Man. I have my problems with it. But there is a certain charm to the movie that just overrides all of the very valid criticisms brought up by Ebert and others. But Not I know that valid I sound, I sound, I, I really, I really sound like a like a like a party pooper when I when I, when I say his valid criticisms of the film. But I don't know. It's like it gets so close to being like really, really good. It could have just. It could have just. It could have stepped it up a notch on to the next level and it didn't it needed to step up it needed to step up it needed Channing Tatum to step up it needed some dancing yeah yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) I mean like like I so the um I'm allergic to the sun was kind of like one of those lines that I felt like I know these are complications, like, oh, you know, she can't take her shirt off. Yeah, sure. But I feel like if everything was actually brought down a notch as far as exaggerated comedy, it would actually be way funnier. Okay, if... but what do you... Your, your your example, when you just said it there, was like, I'm allergic to the sun. That is not at all how she said it. She was like, it I'm allergic not. to the sun. So you're right. like, it needs to be brought down a notch. How else is she supposed to bring it down, Allie? Okay, like... but like, but like, you are already ratcheting it up to I'm allergic to the sun, you know? Not just like, oh, you know, I just had surgery and I have to keep a shirt on. Like, like, yeah, that's I'm allergic for to the, the kids sun. watching the movie. Well, okay, that, I stand by my point. I am making a good point. No, you I are think, not, I but think... proceed. Like, like... You just you just want some light <sighs> surgery humor. Okay, well, it doesn't have to be that. That's just the first <laughs> thing I thought of. I want to read something that you write for children. And then <laughs> like, you have okay, to come up okay. with silly excuses for things. Your silly excuses are like, well, but like, okay. I wanted to avoid tax fraud. But listen, <laughs> that would be very funny, though. And Zootopia did it, and it was, like, really funny. In Avatar The Last Airbender... The Fire Nation teacher wants Aang to remove his headband, and he's like, oh, it was a really embarrassing scar. I don't want to do that. And she's like, fine, whatever. And I, like, I feel like if we had started something about that level and then worked up to, like, I'm allergic to the sun. I can't, I can't, I can't take it off. It could have been, it could have been funnier instead of just, like, Avatar jumping to whole... the high point of a joke, you know? Avatar had the whole three seasons she's the man okay but two hours but no but like the, in 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 avatar that isn't a comedic line that's just a get out of revealing my yeah, my but tattoo this is supposed line. to be funny right i think it would be funnier if we started at a base and then worked our way up to more ridiculous because that's how shakespeare works too like it's like like 
sets of twins, mistaken identities. Like, it starts off fairly non-complicated until it just becomes a comedy because there are so many pieces floating about. I feel like the dialogue didn't do that, and it bothered me. You bother me. I know. Well, Hallie, who did you get in the personality quiz? I got Sebastian. Sebastian. Uh, you're a, yeah, you're a dream chaser and will follow them no matter what. In the end, you'll realize lying isn't the best option. So wait, are you like, you're like actual hmm? boy Sebastian, not Viola an actual, as Sebastian? Yeah, an actual boy Sebastian. The image is okay. of him saying, if you want to chase your dreams, sometimes you got to break the rules before going out the window. But the lying isn't the best option line gave me pause because Sebastian himself doesn't really lie. The, the closest he just, thing he, he does just is say leaves. like, hey, come up with something to excuse why I'm gone for two weeks. Which like, yeah, yeah. he's encouraging lying. But even then, he's not doing the actual lying. He calls and he, Monique and is like, oh, I don't know if she told you, but I've been in London for two weeks, but I'm back early and uh, we need to talk. Like, that's, that's not lying. That's not Sebastian's big thing. His big thing is he just runs away and does whatever he wants. Buzzfeed, step it up. Like, like, come on, Buzzfeed. Yeah. Who'd you get, Kristen? I got Duke. It says you are athletic and good looking, but sometimes a little shy. You may not know what you want at first, but you'll figure it out eventually. And it's fun because the gift that they chose is when he answers the phone in the gym, which is a great part. That is a great part. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I like Duke. He's cool. Duke's cool. Duke's cool. Duke's yeah. cool. Who'd you get, David? I also got Sebastian. Ah! A dream chaser. And we'll follow them no matter what. Dying. Guys, this means we're all roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does. At this boarding and high Hallie, school. And Hallie is impersonating yep. me, I guess. Yeah. David, as it. a twin, how did you feel it. about twin representation? Well, it wasn't like an identical twin plot. Or like the twins Correct. were mystical in any way. Like, they seemed, they were more like like siblings. And I approve of treating twins like any ordinary pair of siblings. So I was okay with it. Okay. Okay. Was it? wasn't as bad as it could be anyways no yeah seeing it for the first time as we've discussed on the podcast i'm not a big rom-com guy i'm also not a big teen movie guy and i don't really care for sports movies either so my expectations were pretty low going into this one and like added to that were like a couple things that didn't really make sense about the plot or like the principal with a megaphone basically asking one of their players to prove he's a boy in front of everyone right. in the world etc 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 I don't know all that said I enjoyed it it was like probably a 6.6 it was it squeaked out over really? Titanic I think higher right well okay over Titanic is a bit much for She's the Man, but I was happy when you said you liked it much more than you thought you would. There I is did. a certain charm to it, and there's a certain energy, and there's a certain fun, you know? Yeah. Even though the principal does things like go down onto the soccer field at halftime 
and announce via megaphone that Sebastian must prove he is a man by dropping his pants. Technically, he doesn't say he has to drop his pants. Sebastian's the one who says, oh, I'll prove it, and then drops his pants. The I guess principal that doesn't encourage it, but the principal doesn't stop him. The, pr- the principal did a few things leading up to this that maybe should just not have been done. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I know that I'm spoiling the fun, but every time you they are. did something like that, I was like, oh my god, no. You, you yeah. can't you can't do that. Oh, but side note, how fun is it we're talking about a soccer movie when the World Cup started this weekend? Whoa, yeah. so fun. Very yeah, topical. it's fun. Very it's topical. great. Very topical. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, is this yeah. my favorite movie that we've watched? It is not. <laughs> is it kind of problematic? Yes. Though, <laughs> I couldn't figure out if it was problematic for, like, the mid 2000s or for like the 1600s and i i think i was able to give it a pass because it's based on shakespeare and like with source material that old like what are you gonna do yeah there there are just there are some things that aren't gonna hold up but amanda Bynes is a funny person and i think i have a soft spot for like hidden identity movies and games and stuff like disguises I'm into them. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. So. Impersonating other people. Like, I really like the comedic build of, like, oh, all these love triangles are happening because one person is pretending to be a different person. Like, that's fun. But that's also the Shakespeare source material. Right. Or mostly, anyway, because um, in the in the play, Viola doesn't dress up as Sebastian specifically, just as a dude. And then Sebastian shows up later and complicates everything, but... I do prefer just dressing up as Sebastian. That's funner. Yeah. Anyway. Ha, Kristen. You didn't think I was going to like this one at all. I thought you would like it more than the Duff, and I was right. But I didn't think you would like it, like, points, several points more than the Duff. So, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised as well. Because it's a good movie. It's like a fine movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. Me and my sister and my cousins, we would just like watch this at my grandma's house. We all loved it. Like this was great. This was this was top tier cinema for (laughs) us gals. And I I stand by it. Yeah. Were you into any of the other late 90s to mid 2000s Shakespeare adaptations there was like 10 things I hate about you there was oh there were at least at least one and probably a couple Romeo and Juliet's there's get over it which I had never heard of I've never heard of get over it what's that it was something that came up when I googled Shakespeare adaptations but Hmm. I will find out a 2001 film starring Kirsten Dunst based on a Midsummer Night's Dream. Interesting. Hmm. I just know that, like, comedy. so often things... This one, though, I felt really dumb for not immediately getting that it was um, a play on Romeo and Juliet. But have you ever seen or heard of Warm Bodies? 
No? Yep. Love Warm Bodies. Great movie. Uh, he's a zombie. And he doesn't remember his name. So he just goes by R. And her name is Julie. Like, it's R and Julie. Romeo and Juliet. And it was years after this movie came out that someone was like, oh, it's like Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, oh my god, you son of a gun. When you opened my eyes. It took you years to understand that it was that it was a Romeo and Juliet thing. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if she said Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> like, took me years to get it that it was Romeo and Juliet. But it's with what? the gnome. I thought that one was a play on Hamlet. <laughs> what do you mean it's Romeo and Juliet? But I also feel like some of these things probably are, you know, straight up like, haha, fun teen adaptation of um, Robe Shakespeare stuff. But also there are, there are people who are like, Shakespeare wrote all the types of stories that can be written and therefore everything is a form of Shakespeare. And to those people, um, I say, say that again and I'll stab you with a fork. <laughs> I mean, I would generally agree with that sentiment. Yours, not the person's. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm always right. Um, uh, so, like, uh, I'm, I'm down for a good, fun, teen, Shakespearean, and whatever. Because, I mean, hey, it gave us Clueless. It gave us 10 Things I Hate About You. It gave us Clueless this. Clueless is Jane Austen. What? Clueless is Jane Austen. Okay, listen, I don't know things. I'm just talking about <laughs> movies that are adaptations of things. And you, you thought should watch, you knew everything. You should watch Get Over It, Kristen. I should watch Get Over It. It has not, Kirsten only, Kirsten, Dunst. not only Kristen Dunst, but also Zoe Saldana, Myla Kunis, Swoozie Kurtz, Carmen Electra, Martin Short, and Cisco. I am confused about why we have never... Uh, we've I, never I heard love... of it because the film grossed $19 million against its $22 million budget, and nobody wanted to talk about it ever again. No, oh, man, 43%. I love Average when score. you find old movies that have so many actors that you know, and you're like, how, how did I not know about this? And then you watch it, and you're like, ah, because it's not good. But also, (laughs) hey, the score for that movie is not that much lower than the score Rotten Tomatoes gave She's the Man. Um, So, I'm just saying, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't always know what it's talking about. I mean, She's the Man is a cult classic, in that people do, like, despite the numbers. I haven't actually heard of a real person who doesn't like it. That's true. Yeah. 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 Because it's so good. My favorite It's Gouda. good. It's, it's... It's Gouda. It's, uh, it's Gouda. It's up there. It is, as I have said, very charming and fun. And I think there is a certain, like, little gremlin inside all of us. That's, like, story where a girl dress up as boy to prove girl can do things. Yes. To prove girl yes. can do things. Oh. Yeah. Plot movie. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, that's always going to be pleasing. Yeah. What number would you give it, Hallie? Me? Um, yes. I'd give it like a five or a six. Because oh, like so it's I, got energy. Like you don't. You. 
You did give it more than me, actually, because it just, it just, it really, really bugs me. Because you thought her son joke was jumping the gun. <laughs> yes, my entire, ba- my entire ranking was based on the son joke. Yeah. Instead of the That's fact that Duke Orsino gets so close to being a total heartthrob by examining his misogyny, and then, um, and then he doesn't, and then he doesn't do that. They all get so close. It's so close. Like, like we have the Justin. Is that the first boyfriend? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, obviously, Justin sucks. Nobody likes Justin. But like, never trusted Justin. It was kind of a good representation of like he supports you in the moment, but then push comes to shove, and he's like, "I didn't say that." Like, I don't know. That felt like a more realistic representation of, like, the kinds of misogyny that girls have to deal with. So, I liked that a lot. And then, like... Did Duke not let her play at the end of the game? No, no, no. Because Duke... Duke... Mm, um, he has that conversation with her as Sebastian, where um, Sebastian's like, yeah, I'd like a piece of that person and then he's like why do you always talk about girls so graphically and it's like because you all do he gets so close the the movie gets so close to being like hey it's bad to talk about women that way instead of like for comedy because he's like i want someone i can talk to blah 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 but you can't tell anybody else and it's like what if we thought about what if we thought about what that means and then later and if that if it was just that that'd be fine but then later when he like comes to get her at the debutante ball he's like you know we wouldn't have gotten this close if i had known you were a girl it's like that's bad that's a bad thing duke orsino what if we what if we challenged that and then the coach the coach i like the coach because you know he's he lets her play and he's not a sexist but he also says a lot of misogynistic things in his in his sports training and i kind of wish the movie had taken the very easy opportunity for the coach to be like hey you know what i i should re-examine my internal biases what does he what does spider-man say re-examine my personal i think he says re-examine my personal biases i think i think i think it is that yeah yeah so he like like he doesn't he doesn't do that. Like, it's great that at the end he's like, we don't discriminate based on gender. But for one thing, you kind of have because you're using demeaning language about women. So this doesn't really hold up. And I hate the way he says it because it sounds like he does discriminate based on other things, just yes. not gender. And I wish I wish the delivery of that line was different. So it's a bunch of these things that get really close. But I also understand I'm taking... I'm the non-fun Ebert watching a She's the Man. Like, they really could have examined gender norms here. Yeah, you're English I, I stand major, by. I, uh, yeah. I stand by it, though, because that's just who I am. I think the movie would have been better had it done that thing. Um, and, how would you um, deliver the line? How would you deliver the line, we don't discriminate based on gender, to make it sound like you don't discriminate on anything, not just gender? We don't discriminate based on... Uh, I guess it is kind of hard, but I think it's possible for a real actor man who isn't me. Sure. I'm going to think I think this. you were looking too hard into that We one. don't discriminate based on gender. 
Like that doesn't sound like there's other things. I mean, that one's that one. Can you imagine I, that being... coach who this entire time has been like raw? It's just like we don't discriminate based on gender. Well, obviously, like, it would be delivered with his voice and his <laughs> and his aura. I am not this man. I cannot deliver the line the way that he should have delivered the line. It's just not going to work. I also know this is a personal thing that probably nobody else is bothered by. However, it bothered me, so I'm saying it. If you could dress up as anybody from this movie, would it be the coach? You know, something, you know, a question about this movie is like, could I dress up as a man and be a convincing man for a couple, a couple of weeks? I don't think I could be that man. Not with that attitude. No. I don't think I could be a convincing man. I don't, I, yeah. Mostly because I feel like so often men don't do as many just like, like they, they, they tend not to talk with their hands as much. <laughs> yeah. And I talk with my hands so much and just like with my whole body, everything's a movement. Words that I'm saying are all accompanied by something. And I feel like that is not something seen as often in men it's true and people would see right through me right away immediately but not because i was about to be like not because i couldn't pull off the walk but i doubt i could pull off the walk so you just need like a montage of watching people and following them creepily down the sidewalk and trying on mustaches. I have faith. I bet you could do it. Thank you, David. Um, I don't know if I could, but you know, maybe one day we'll find out. Maybe one maybe, day you'll want to try out for the boys' soccer team. Maybe listeners, then... one day you'll be at a soccer game like the World Cup, and then lo and behold, I'm there too. <laughs> but you won't know. Because you won't it'll know. just be, it'll just be, uh, Wendell Haversham. Bligginsh. <laughs> I'm Wendell Haversham. That's okay. your band, Sona. My middle name is Rutherford. That would work if I didn't know your middle name. I also know your middle name. Why doesn't, why we does Rutherford only work because... It, it would, would it only work if you don't know? Because, because, like, I would buy that your parents were like, we've always really wanted a Rutherford, and we still don't have a boy child to attach this name to, so we're just gonna make it the middle name of our third of our third girl child. But See, I already know that your name, so I know that it's wrong. Listeners, so, the joke is that my middle name is Rutherford. Did you just explain your joke? I'm I'm telling people who want to know that my middle name is actually Rutherford. Everybody guess it's Kristen's actually, real middle name on the Twitter poll. Or on the comments. In the comments. <laughs> tell us what you think Kristen's middle name is. 
actually the full middle name is Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> All one word. No so spaces. It's Kristen Rutherford B. Hayes last name. And that's Tavoshin. Wait, can we talk about I wanted to talk about Sebastian just rolling with everything and suiting up for the soccer game. Even yeah. though he can't play soccer. What a bro. Just like so confused. Does not know what's going on. Makes it all the way onto the soccer field in his in his little uniform with his face paint. And I know that he's looking for Olivia. He says uh, he says he's looking for the, the random girl who kissed him when he got out of the taxi. But it's so funny that he just plays the soccer game. Yeah, he's just like, here we go. I guess this is what's happening. This is, this is my life now. There's nothing else I can do. Who among us hasn't been put in a similar situation? It is very relatable. That's how I got into fencing. Someone just came and said, hey, <laughs> it's time. It's time for the <laughs> tournament. <laughs> yeah. Take your pointy stick and you went along with it. Yeah, that's how you learn. You just yeah. throw them into the deep end. That's true. I yeah. actually did fencing in high school. No way. David, what if we were secretly opponents? Because, you know, I had the little mask on, so you wouldn't be able to it's tell. It's true. I wouldn't have had any idea. No. None it idea. Have been a you would have been a lot but yeah, no. younger, though. What? You would have been, like, seven years old, though. Eh. 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 I could have been a very tall, a very tall child. You don't know. It's true. Yeah. I was actually born four feet tall. <laughs> that's why they decided to go with Rutherford B. Hayes as your middle name. He was like, just that's as a tall whole as you right are. There. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole ass adult. You gotta give it an adult name. <laughs> like Rutherford B. Hayes. Like Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> Whenever I think of adults, I think of Rutherford B. Hayes. The quintessential adult the man. Poster. Adult. It's kind of like <laughs> you know adult. when you're at when you're at Thanksgiving and you have a bunch of family there, so they have all the little tables set up. You have the kids' table, and then you have the Rutherford B. Hayes <laughs> tables, <laughs> and then you're like, "This is the kids' punch," but the one with champagne in it is the Rutherford B. Hayes punch. It's just completely relatable experiences that we're discussing. Obviously. Um, No, Sebastian, I don't understand his whole vibe. (laughs) He throws me off. And I think I would be annoyed with him if I met him. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that that's rude, because we really don't see much of him. No. But he's just like, LOL, bye, going to England. And then he's like, LOL, hi, I'm back from England. But it has, like, they just throw, they just throw a ball at his head and they're like bro get to the game and he's like god so true like <laughs> right he doesn't think like what game like what, what do you game? mean <laughs> he's just the, like oh, the okay. only thing i can think of is that he's trying to i don't know because he doesn't know that viola's been pretending to be him so he has no reason no. to think like oh someone's been pretending to be me so i it's... still gotta like go with it he could easily you know, do the whole, like, oh, I had measles for two weeks, so I was out, um, but I'm back now. 
And what game are we all talking about, fellow peers? But he doesn't. And I'm fine with it because, you know, it's like a teen comedy. There are hijinks that are ensuing. I understand for the confusion of it all. But if we're talking realistically, that's just silly Sebastian. Silly Sebastian. And I know I don't expect his hypothesis about what's going on to jump to, oh, my twin sister's been impersonating me. But I feel like I have to go play soccer should connect him to Viola in some way in the logic of his mind because because she plays soccer. Yeah. And he didn't think at any point, like, oh, Viola has something to do with this. He was just like, oh, Viola, hey, I'm playing soccer now. Please, please save me. I'm looking for a blonde girl. On, on, on a note about Sebastian just going with the flow, I said my favorite couple was Sebastian and Olivia. Not because... because I just think it's really funny that like he comes home is 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 kissed getting out of the taxi and is like, "Oh. Okay. Let's find out what that's about." And then um I like the thought that Olivia who liked Viola Sebastian also ends up liking Sebastian Sebastian. That just feels like classic Shakespeare to me. Like, yeah, these two were together now because that's that's thematically appropriate. That's well, thematically twins, Shakespeare. You know, it's it's a twin thing. They're so twins. they're the same person. Yeah. I just think it would be really sweet if she fell in love with a different Sebastian and it was the real Sebastian who is confused and writes very deep and meaningful lyrics. Yeah. Well, she she fell in love with his soul is really what happened. Cause yeah. You know, so like it works out. I just, I just think... I think it's comedic and I like it. Yeah. But you don't like right. the sun line. I don't like the sun line. How did you feel about Viola Sebastian? I thought Viola Sebastian was funny. Because, okay, so like, I think when I saw this... No, I think it was a different movie. I don't know, but like, I think there was one of them where my aunt was like... It's just not realistic. And I'm like, listen, we're not coming into this for realism. We're just having some fun. And so I thought it just like all the all the facial expressions and the awkwardness. It was just enjoyable. And you know what? I had a good time. And I liked that obviously, you know she she tried to do the manly thing and when they're you know going into the school her friend was like now spit and then she had to do like the boy spit thing so like yeah they try but also at the same time Viola's still just being Viola just like lowering her voice a little bit sometimes and that's really it it was just a fun fun little bit of hijinks I mean it's it's lowering the voice and then throwing in lingo that isn't really male specific but is generation specific like when she was like dog yo what's up it sounded like a grandpa trying to get in touch with the grandkids rather than a woman trying to be a man and so that was another thing that bothered me like i really like amanda bynes's delivery and deliveries and her like i really like the -the over-the-top humor but it feels like they should have kept that to some choice moments instead of having Viola Sebastian try 
120% in every single scene. It's almost like it's a comedy. It, but the comedy would have been funnier with the contrast. <laughs> anyway, I, um... No, I, I stand by that because, I mean, obviously, theoretically, she would pick up on it over time. Like, oh, they're not responding well to dog and bro. Right. Even but, if it was just at the beginning and then it calmed down, but it doesn't calm down. Not really. It calms down. I mean, a little bit, but like, It I also feel... takes place over two weeks. <laughs> that's, okay, that's a good, that's true. But like, the audience has to sit through the nine, the 90 minutes to two hours but but that I get it in the sense that like okay this sounds this sounds sexist and I don't mean Great. it that way but sometimes there are just like cultural differences between men and women obviously not all the time but like I feel like there are things that I hear my female friends say that I don't hear my male friends say like you know and some of them are also just me. I'm obnoxious. I just say things ironically, and then I pick up on it, and I don't let it go. So I constantly will be like, oh, it's Gucci. I never hear a man say, it's Gucci. <laughs> and so if I was pretending Yolo. to be a man, I would be like, oh my god, what is the male equivalent of, it's Gucci? Do I just say, it's all good, bro? Like, And so I would probably be like, it's, it's all good, bro. And then they'd be like, whoa, that is intense. It's Gucci. Calm down. And I'd be like, I should have gone with <laughs> Fucking it's Gucci. Damn it. But, so like, but that's with anything. I mean, I talk to my cousins who are Gen Z, and I'm like, what, what is the youth saying these days? And you, you, throw, you throw in some words, some terms, some things that you think is going to stick. See, I thought I could like talk with all the kids when I was younger because I'd be like, how about that One Direction, huh? <laughs> Love me some One Direction. And all the youths were like, ugh, no, we do not like One Direction. And and then the conversation fizzled. <laughs> but you try to find a thing and it doesn't work. And and it, it yeah. even when I talk to my parents, I can't say it's Gucci. I do okay, anyway. But like, <laughs> they get, there. there's, there's, language barriers and so i think it's just kind of funny that you know she's trying to be like bro and it, it's just it's not working she's trying she's it's not working and it's funny. i agree about the language barrier thing but the example you gave where you're like ah, bro and then they're like it's gucci like that was funnier than any of the language jokes yes yeah, because i'm a comedic genius <laughs> and you're not which makes my point all the more no, David once told me I should do stand-up. About, 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 she's the man. So, like, I, like, I feel like they, they were like, Amanda Bynes stammers, everybody looks at her weird. Ay, we're done. Ay. Like, I, yeah, the but it's funny when she stammers been, and everyone looks at her weird. Yeah, but it could have been funny, like, there are so many things that could have raised the comedy value and they didn't do them and it makes me sad because i wanted them to do them because like i agree about the language barrier like i like i think were i pretending to be a guy the first thing i would do though is talk less (laughs) just like (laughs) 
Although that's funny yeah. because you've read those studies, right? Probably. Where like men men think that women dominate the conversation. Yes. When it's like actually like a 50-50 split. Yes. And and when men talk like 80 or maybe not 80, I don't think it was that much, but when men talk like 70 or 75% of the time, then they think it's like an even split and it's like, "Ooh." Mm. So you know what? You could talk less, but that's not really accurate to portrayals of men, apparently. Okay, I would talk less amongst my (laughs) my bro peers. I don't know that I would talk over my bro peers. So you're you're Amanda Bynes can't say bro peers. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm not saying it. My bro peers. I'm not saying it to my bro peers. (laughs) I don't know why, but bro peers sounds like some kind of like pear wine company. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna bro Piers. We, we should start that. Bro Piers. Bro Piers. We can start some pear wine for all of our bro peers because, <laughs> for because all of our bro peers. <laughs> the, you order bro peers. Uh, making wine cool for the men folk. You at the World Cup? Would you like some bro peers? <laughs> <laughs> you watch the sporty ball the sporty ball the bro peers it's gucci <laughs> like all of this is so much funnier than what was in the movie i will say though that i think some of um the best moments are actually when viola is just regular girl viola oh yeah because I love when she's, I think about it somewhat frequently, when she's at that, like, dinner thing and they're like, chew like you have a secret, Viola. And then she just, like, chews weirdly and gnaws because sometimes I feel that way. And even when she opens the door and, like, fiddles with the purse and the classic, not quite funny, but just a good moment of when her ex-boyfriend is like, can you just be a girl for, like, five seconds? Yeah. And then she counts it off and then slaps him. It's great. I do uh, condone violence. Oh yeah, against the yeah, for sure. Yeah, the viol- most of the violence in this movie was deserved. Um, I I like that they told her to chew like a, she has a secret when they fed everybody like chicken wings. Yeah, slash yeah, they, chicken they, thighs. Yeah, they like, just had like drumsticks. Like, what like, are you? What are you gonna do? You you could pick it up and you're gonna eat it. That's the real test, though, of how ladylike you can be if I you can so. find a way to eat a drumstick with poise. I guess so. Um, no, I like when she slaps him. I like the whole carnival scene. <laughs> carnival uh, scene is good. It's it's like there were a couple like like weird costume changes where she didn't yeah. actually encounter anybody, but still that's like thi- snuck into like that's, a that's bouncy castle to change. Yeah, yeah. As as I watch it later, I do still think it's fun, and it shows the ridiculousness of it. But you see her interact with people sometimes. But yeah, she'll like freshly change into like a Sebastian outfit, and then we see her run over and have to change into her Viola outfit. And it's like, but you we didn't done see you talk to anyone. We didn't even see you like mingle and try to like maintain appearances. And, like, when Duke later is like, yeah, where were you today? You just, like, disappeared. That would make more sense if he, or if she had, like, come as Sebastian and then stayed as Viola, like, the whole time. And then, you know, changed back to Sebastian to go back to her room. 
and then he'd be like, dude, where were you? But, but that's, that's, I think the biggest pitfall of this movie is that they show the costume changes, but if we're going to get technical about it, there's no need that we can see for all of the changes. Yeah. But it's fun. Speaking of... Who hasn't changed on a Delta World? What, David? I cut you off. Oh, it's okay. I was just going to say, speaking of the carnival scene, (laughs) what would it take for you to be in a kissing booth? I couldn't think of anything. (laughs) Especially not my mom just being like, it's your turn. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. It's, it's, you're going to have to give me a lot of money. So much money. Like, like so much money. And even then, that's so many germs. And like the comment about like the old man chewing something. And then you had that like 13 year old in line. I'm like, ooh. mm, This is just. Yeah. Bad vibes I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I'm sure there is an amount of money you could pay me to do it, but even then, it's for like a certain amount of time. I like, was gonna say, like, it depends oh, on for a whole an a whole hour long shift. I don't think there is enough money that would make me do that. But like, you know, kiss three or four randos. Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. Whatever. Especially if you throw one in there who looks like Channing Tatum. Yeah, throw a Channing Tatum in there. Throw and a Channing Tatum good. in there. And that's. You still gotta pay me money, but not too bad. Ugh, no, I just, I saw it and was like, oh my god, the germs. The germs. The germs. Yeah, and I thought that pre-Rona, too. That's not just a, a post-pandemic Kristen thought. That is an always Kristen thought. Yeah. You gotta worry about, like, cold sores and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It seems... Or someone, like, someone could just, like, have a, have a, have a cold. They're getting over being sick. They have a cough. I don't know. Just all these like, yeah. And you're just you're just spreading that around. Disgusting. Hard pass. One other thing I wanted to talk about about the carnival, which doesn't really have to do with the carnival, but he was there. It's the real star of the movie, Paul. Paul. I love Paul. And it's funny because that actor, I've seen him in, like, various different things, and I always forget what I've seen him in. And so I'm just like, I I know you, but from what, I can't say. And then I pull up IMDb, and it's, like, a billion different things that I've seen before. He was, like, the lead man on a comedy show that I watched a couple seasons of, and I forget every time. But I remembered this time, so I was proud of myself. But no, Paul's great. Love Paul solid friend he's he's a he's a he's a bro he's a bro he's a keeper bro he's he's a bro peer you know he's a bro peer i'm gonna give yeah. him some of my bro peer uh-huh i'd i'd split a bro peer with our good bro peer paul i'd i'd split a bro peer with my bro peer paul david yeah. would you split a bro peer with your bro peer paul uh i would yeah, yeah. he's um he is one of the like three people who are in on the secret and he's always like he's always got viola's back yeah yeah i love when they're in the stands at the end and it's the second half of the game and viola sebastian is out there and they're like that's viola because they were just confused the first the first half like that that can't be viola they pieced everything together 
She'd never. So much faster than Sebastian did. Which, to be fair, is because they had information going in and Sebastian had none, but is still like, oh, no, there she is. I just, I love it She's because, yeah, in. it's not even just, like, they didn't have to include that in there. I just liked the, no. especially because I feel like the, the tone behind it isn't even just like, ah, now the confusion has been resolved. That's Viola. Must have been something else going on before. But it's a clear, like, that's our girl. That's our soccer star. Yeah. You show them. They're so supportive. They're so proud. And I, I really, I really do like the plan. Like, hey, to make you seem cool, we're going to have your two, like, girlfriends. <laughs> Just a couple of besties. With you. Just a couple of besties. You know, Like, what else are besties for but to come pretend that you broke their heart? And then, and then, just vamoose. And I like to because um, when they, and I've never noticed this before, um, you know, when the girls leave and then Paul is walking away, he gives like a quick high five to Viola. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. And I don't know, I just never picked up on that. And it's I'm just, like, it's just yeah. like a couple, a couple of pals being like, guys, we did it. We pulled this off. And yeah, it's so, it's so cute. It's so cute. If one of my friends needed me to like help with their plot. To you know, show show them who's boss in the soccer game. I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to play a part. I'll be like a weird person. I can do whatever. What part would you play? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't know. I'm not gonna be at the kissing booth part. But I don't know. I like I like putting men in their place. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever is necessary, you're here for. Whatever is necessary. Whatever gets the job done. I'm mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so we talked about the, all the most important characters, but what about, like, Duke? Duke. I like Duke because I, I don't... He, he seems genuine, and he seems like he's trying, and he really just isn't good at talking to people. So I know, Hallie, yeah. you didn't like that line where he was like... This wouldn't have happened if I had known you were a girl, but I think that that's just because he's so bad at talking to women that it just, it would not have gone well. So yes, were that line followed up with something like that, I would like it a lot more. But we, the audience, know, and therefore it doesn't need to be spelled out. But there's been nothing else about like, oh wow, this, this, uh, this bro peer is actually a lady peer, so maybe we should like rethink about how we talk about our lady peers and how we view relationships and all that like 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 why does duke have to do that when he's already the person who was no like... no no but nobody but like nobody else does that so when he says that in the vacuum of nothing else it comes across as also like oh man good thing we went through this whole rigmarole so that i didn't have to learn anything and I can just be with you now. Yeah. But the movie does sort of leave one. a lot of those lessons to kind of hang <laughs> hang out there and like maybe the intention is that you hope the audience will consider these things in their daily lives that's, afterwards. But that's the hope. That's a lot to that's a lot to assume, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I like I mean I think Duke is so cute. Is the Duke thing. is like, so cute. He and... he's he's. I know that Channing Tatum was apparently twenty six when he did this, but he really does come across as kind of like a dopey high schooler. 
like he's 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 very attractive yes he's very hot but like he also he he kind of does that hunched thing that high schoolers do Mm -hmm. you know when you just stand with your shoulders up like all the time he's really cute with like olivia um when he is talking with viola sebastian and they're having that whole like i want someone who i can just like you know talk to like this kind of thing his voice cracks a little bit and it's just like really cute he's so earnest and sweet and yeah and then and it's nice too because like listen channing tatum is like objectively attractive but he's not my brand but in this movie he is my brand so it's just like i feel like it's a testament to just how sweet and charming duke is that i'm like you took a man who isn't my brand and you made him my brand because he's so sweet and he's so sweet he's so sweet and i don't know like i i like you were saying that like oh he only has this conversation with viola but he does when he's with his friends like they'll you know sebastian viola sebastian was like oh she's hot or something i don't remember what he said about olivia and duke was like don't don't say that and i feel like at first you could interpret it as like, oh, that's because he's being possessive because that's the girl he likes. And I mean, there's probably a certain degree of that, but there's also when we learn just how bad he is at talking to women, that it's also, or not that, he is bad, but his whole like, why you got to make everything so physical? Why you got to make everything so grass, so graphic? I can see that being a factor too. So... There were little See, tiny that... little tiny tidbits that are there. Could they have been spelled out more? Sure, but I don't think that they are not present. No, I mean I agree the tidbits are there, which is great, but they don't tie it up with a little bow. They don't they don't they don't they don't, they don't follow up on them in a strong enough way for me to be happy. Cuz like cuz like like were I Viola Sebastian and um, Duke was like, why do you always got to talk that way? I'd be like, well, the other two friends whose names I don't remember. Anthony and Like, no, what's Andrew. with you, dude? Yeah, what's, like, they talk that way. You know, what's, uh, and you seem okay with it at these other times. And, like, and look, socialization is hard. Like, I didn't expect the movie to be, like, all boys, you now have to do this. I just think that it could have challenged the notion more by making it more obvious and having at least a few lines of dialogue to do with it. I didn't expect Duke to, like, suddenly storm through the halls and then have, like, a speech in the middle of the cafeteria about it. I just, like... It seemed like there was something that could have been done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Oh, and then... I... Thank you, David. <laughs> I liked when he, uh, when they left the choice of whether Viola Viola could play on the team up to the team captain, Duke Orsino. And he's like, it's like Coach always says. So and nothing to do with it. <laughs> right, and nothing to do with it. And, like, nobody has said that the entire movie. That's not, not a callback to anything. <laughs> like, where is this coming from, Duke? And also, like, it literally was just like, bro, are we gonna let her play or not? And right? Right, there's like, no need to be like, some are born great, some have greatness thrust upon them. Who's gonna bring that blood and pain? Like, we did not like, need to do that, Duke. 
just be like, but yeah, she's a good I do, player. I do think, you know, it's meant to be like, hey, man, I'm here for, like, the sport of it, and we've got a good player, let's play. Like, I think that's the message they were trying to get across, but also, I agree, like... but he also could have literally silly. just said those words, and it would have come across. He could have said... he had just been like... The coach could have yeah, said, we don't discriminate based on gender. And then Duke could have been like, we don't discriminate based on gender. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be like, there's Duke really driving the point home. There he is. There's the moral team. I just want this to be a fable, apparently. I want, I want- there to be a big old... A big old moral of the story, Grimm's fairy tales thing afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ali, as yeah. somebody who is super invested in soccer, how did you feel mm-hmm. about the penalty kick at the end? Um, I don't think that's how penalty kicks work, but despite watching two of them today, I don't actually remember. I'm pretty sure that's a no. I think I think you just get a, you I get think an assist, player... like an extra an extra teammate to jump in there. Yeah, and then head it in. Also, like, that was Viola's goal, and I know that she won, but by doing that, they made it Duke Orsino's goal. No, because he kicked it, and then it went to her, and then she kicked it. She kicked it, okay. and then and then the it was blocked, and then Duke headbutted it, and then Viola kicked it in with a really cool kick. Okay, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. I know. How, but, 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 but she could have just gotten it in to begin with, the way that penalty kicks work. Instead of whatever that was. As someone who's never taken a soccer lesson, I think it was pretty <laughs> legit. Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum apparently had never taken a soccer lesson either. So they had to practice the game a lot. They played for terrible. hours a day to uh, prepare for the role. See, my my whole thing is I, I like this movie, even though it's soccer, because I'm very bitter about soccer. Because I feel like... Where I'm from, um, at least, like, it's gotta be at least, like, 60% of the kids at high school play oh, no, some sort of, like, it. little league soccer. And and so many kids did. Like, 60 is probably yeah. a gross understatement. It's probably closer like, to, like, 85% of I kids. didn't realize that I had a choice and I didn't have to do soccer. I thought I just had to because everybody else was doing soccer. And so every years. To everybody, say, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. Everybody did soccer, except me, because my dad hates soccer, so he didn't <laughs> want his children playing it. And so I didn't play soccer. But that means that when whenever we got to the soccer unit in gym class, everyone had at least a little bit of like baseline soccer knowledge, a little bit of baseline soccer skill. They could, you know, run with the ball and kick it and not have it trip them nor have it be suddenly like 15 feet ahead of them. And I was not one of those people. So everyone was just at least like a C grade at soccer right off the bat. And I I was an F grade at soccer right off the bat. So I'm bitter about it. So soccer (laughs) is a sore subject for me. But I like this soccer. Yeah. I never really, I don't know. I was into other sports as a child, and such as it was only sort of as an adult that I realized soccer is not that bad. The thing not is, I could probably get happens, into soccer now, but like that's okay. 
Okay, I found, I found, I googled, she's the man, penalty kick, legit? Because I doubt my own knowledge now. Um, it's, no. <laughs> this is completely <laughs> illegal. Only one player is allowed to touch the ball. If they were real uh, football players, they would never even try to make that shot. Also, no goalie would be permitted to taunt a player like that. Normal refs would have ended the fight when it began with red cards. Okay, this is going through the whole game. This is, this is... <laughs> a soccer person who's like, that's not how it works, which I respect because soccer is great. No, I don't respect that because those are the same <laughs> people who watch like Indiana Jones and it's set in like 1967 and they're like, actually, the shoes that he's wearing are from 1968. So F off and die, Warner Brothers. I think there's, and I'm like, I think there's a few degrees of separation between, <laughs> hey, this penalty kick doesn't work and, and, and the year nerds in but historical films i just want to have fun and so when people make it not fun i want to stab them with a fork i mean i respect that i think everybody should have fun i have fun with she's the man i like it i liked it too david who was your okay like who was your favorite character and who was your least favorite character like I said, I think Paul is the real star of the movie. Paul's great. Um, my least favorite character is probably Malcolm, the guy who is obsessed with Olivia, but also sucks. Yeah, yeah the Malvolio, right? That's who Malvolio is supposed to be. Malcolm. Yeah. They just changed it because nobody names their child Malvolio anymore. So he got yeah. to name his tarantula Malvolio. That's right! That's what yeah. it was. That's okay. what it yeah. was. But I do like when he was like, don't feed Malvolio. He's on a special diet. He has irritable bowel. And she was like, yeah, that's the first thing. The first thing I I do. do." Like, listen, I too love all creatures, big and small. Um, I'm not going to feed a tarantula. They're scary. I once pet one and it took a lot of like convincing myself to do it. How did how did it go? Um, it was fine. It was only the back of it, and I did it only because I would have been annoyed with myself later if I had just been like, man, what if I had just pet that tarantula and hadn't been a coward? Had absolutely no problem holding on to the snake. That was cool, <laughs> but, like, just a, a, a little tiny finger stroke of a tarantula, whew, that was some mental pregame. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, they're kind of prickly. Like, that's not a soft spider. Maybe in other parts, but not the part I touched. And I don't want to do it again to find out. But it was kind of prickly. Kind of prickly. Yeah. We had a tarantula as our... We had one as our class pet when I was in second grade. Uh, oh. It was a pink-toed tarantula. It had pink toes. Um, When I was in third grade... One of the like teacher assistant people, her son had a pet tarantula, so she brought the tarantula into our class so we could see it, and then it escaped, and then they eventually found it, which was fine, but um, they said that they just saw it like, walking down the hallway. <laughs> like, can you imagine if you didn't know, though, that like the classroom next door had a tarantula escape? You just see a tarantula going down the hallway. I don't know what I would do. I don't have a big enough cup <laughs> to like trap it under. Yeah, that that would be that would be quite a cup. Quite a cup. But I guess you know, it's like 
in elementary school, they always got like buckets and baskets of things. So it's sure. fine. It's, it's fine, true. guys. Listeners, have you ever pet a tarantula? What are your tarantula thoughts? Yes, tell us. Would you name a tarantula Rutherford B. Hayes? Weigh in. <laughs> yes. Let us let us know. And um, let's see. I think we've talked about everybody on my list except for Monique. Oh, Monique. Monique doesn't. Monique isn't real. She's <laughs> she's fine. But like, but like, she also is so over the top at all times. It's yeah, true. she doesn't have a chill moment. Not a single one. And again, I one. love over the top. I love exaggerated. I think it's fun. But like, but like, for some reason, the mention all the all the things I have already mentioned have bothered me about being over the top. Monique, Monique, yeah. See, she's my, I don't, I don't have many <clears throat> thoughts about Monique. She's just kind of there, and it's like, oh, right. another complication in the story. My biggest thought was like, wow. She she is dressing in some 2006 fashion. You can tell this movie is from 2006. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah you I looked at the um I looked at the poster and I was like that that belt that belt that's, that's something. <laughs> definitely a a thing that happened in the mid 2000s. That's when and I was in I high was, school. And then I was trying to think like okay, um Amanda Bynes eye makeup. I feel like that's a staple of Amanda Bynes, but is it also a staple of the time? And she is a staple of the time? And so I just associate that with her? I don't know. I had a real moment Mm. of being like, is this 2006 makeup or is this Amanda Bynes makeup? Or is that Venn diagram a circle? Like, I don't know. Other people probably also don't know or care, but... I it was it was a thought exercise and I didn't come up with an answer. I was um I was looking up she's the man quotes because I thought Monique had a quote that I remembered but it was actually when she was talking to Viola and she gets her with that burn what's your number 1-800-BIATCH <laughs> Yeah. That that was also a very dated lifted straight quote. from Shakespeare actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billy Shanks said that exact line. Macbeth, Act Two, Scene Four, The Witches. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Malvolio? Um, I'm pretty freaking sure. Hmm. Malvolio was the one who had the original Gouda comment. Billy Shakes, big cheese man. Hmm. He was a big cheese man. Um. I like the cheese conversation a lot, and then when she invites him to the thing, she has a wheel of gouda. But current day it's adult really me, but current day really adult cute. me was like, "How much did that wheel of cheese cost?" My God! But it's so cute. I don't even care. Yep, it is. Also, uh, I they're rich. The families are rich. We, they're this rich. Is, this is a true fact, right? This yeah, is one hundred percent. They're rich. Do you see the high schools that they're sending their children to? The boarding high school that they're sending? Their, yeah. The boarding their son has no qualms about just, like, going, going to, to England. England because yeah. you know that he absolutely is like, oh, well, I get, like, $100 in um, allowance a week. So I just had to save up for, like, a month. 
yeah. if that. Extremely, extremely high cheese budget in those families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so. I like that we don't see the dad until the final scene. The thing is, I was trying to remember what the dad looked like, and I only kept getting the coach from the very beginning mm-hmm. of the movie at the old high school, and I was like, but that, that can't be right. He was a mean coach. He's he's not her father. Is he? And I was very stumped. That was another real life thing that I will let slide, but was what was nagging me as an adult. Like, you're telling me that these parents have not independently talked to their child for two weeks? Either of their children? Well, it sounds like the mom was too busy with the carnival and the ball thing. I don't know. I don't know. The dad is no excuse. They're they're very rich. They are very rich. Kid just, I don't know. Maybe they'll just buy them something to make up for their (laughs) lack of being in their lives. Soccer really means this much to you? Yes! <laughs> God. You know, if you haven't caught on that Viola is really into soccer by now, I don't know. Anyway, are there other things that you wanted to talk about? I got nothing. I also have nothing. Okay. Great. Well, for next time, meet Preston. He lives in the Florida Keys, making his living as a window covering salesman. (laughs) At night, he takes his rowboat out and rows about the Gulf of Mexico, listening to his portable radio and feeding muffins to the manatees. However, one night, he gets lost at sea. A storm rages and blows him south, where he crashes on an uninhabited sandbar. Somehow, inexplicably, Every single window covering he has ever sold has wound up here, neatly stacked as if in his warehouse, but with invoices attached so they know that they are his. He makes a shelter from them, which is kind of nice because he can, like, draw the blinds and let in as much sunlight as he wants. But still, what sort of twilight zone has he found himself in? And will his friends the manatees be able to find him in time before he loses his mind? That's right, for next time we're watching the psychological thriller Shutter Island! Shutter Island! Ha-ha. Not, a, not a lot of cinnamons for shutters, it turns out. <laughs> but <laughs> we made it. I don't know. We are I don't being know. paid by a shutter company to say these things. <laughs> yeah. Kind of wish we were. Um, wish what's we were fun too. is that I own both She's the Man and Shutter Island, and they are right next to each other on my <laughs> shelf because, you know, alphabetical. And, like, what a what a sign. What a sign. It means that after that, we have to watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That should probably be on the list, though. It should be on it the list. It probably should. No, I'm yeah. so excited to watch Shutter Island because it's so fun. I also have not seen Shutter Island, so... I yeah, have I told no you to idea watch what it it's about. Ago. I'm excited for new things. It's about blinds and... Um, sandbars. So you hit the nail on the head. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I thought it was a Patricia Highsmith novel, but it turns out it is not. So it I truly not. know nothing about it. I may go and check the book out and read it before the episode, though. Like, no, because I enjoy doing that. Not not before I watch it, but before we have. Oh, okay. Like I'll okay. watch the movie first, but 
Um, if I have time, maybe I'll read the novel too. Just to, that's fine. Just to I can I can explain my biggest beef with this movie at the end. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Great. Yeah. So that's for next time. It's Shutter Island. This was She's the Man. Yeah. And until yeah. then, so long, Kristen. Adios. David. <laughs> uh, so long, Howie. Uh, um, off we there, Zane. And good night, listeners.